Okay, I was here right in this place, same place, uh, two years ago in I think year two, either 2009 or 2010. All right, and, and that brought back a lot, a lot of um, fond memories because I, re I recall that that period of time when I was speaking in this um, church itself, in this youth service, there was a time where God was taking me through a journey of faith. Everybody says faith. All right? And, and, and it was a very trying time because it was a time where, you know, I knew for sure I heard the voice of God that says, okay, now I want you to pack your bag, all right, resign from River Life Church, and that is the church where your former youth pastor is serving in now. Okay, very, very interesting twist of story. But yes, I record, God told me, you know, um, it's time for you to move on from River Life Church and begin to just go to nowhere. I was like, what? God, nowhere? Are you sure? You know, and uh, after much struggling and wrestling and praying and fasting, I said, yes, God, I obey. All right, and I stepped into it. And I still remember it was, it was like one over years of nothingness. Okay, one over years where, you know, I, I just need to learn how to have that quiet confidence to know that what the Lord says, He will do. You know, that when God says go, there must be a reason. There must be a purpose. There will be the provision. You know, and, and so when I was standing there, once again, you know, my heart was just filled with so much gratitude because I recalled how God provided really every single day of my life, right? And um, for those of you that are still schooling, you're wondering, like, how much is she talking about? Okay, I'm talking about, you know, really financial provision, all right, emotional provision, all right, the sense of purpose, the sense of, of destiny when I know for sure that, you know, when I just choose to obey God, even when all things doesn't make sense, all right, God will still provide friends, you know what, that is a huge step, all right, so this church will always, always be something close to my heart, okay, because it's a reminder that God is a God that's worthy of all of our trust. Right? So why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, the God whom we serve is worthy of all of our trust. Amen. Alright, so whenever I think about Pasir Panjang Hill Brethren Church, all right, I will think about faith. Okay? I, will, I remember really, He is a God of faith. He's a God that never, never fails. He's a God that's worthy, seriously, of all of our trust. Alright, and today I want to bring to you really a message about the joy of knowing God. Alright, and just before I jump in, alright, to the preaching of God's Word, now I just want to release two words, alright, can I do that? I just want to release two words, you know, that I sense um, God is wanting to minister to some of you that sit in this place. Now this morning, I got up really, really early, alright, I like to get up early whenever I'm ministering, you know, to just get prayed up, to just press in even more, you know, for um, the ministry that God is going to do among us, to so just press on and pray for you, Okay? So uh, turn to your neighbor and say she's, she's talking about you. <laughs> yes? Alright, I'm talking about every single one of you, even the ones that are over at the RGB, alright, helping us with our whatever slides earlier on. I want you to know that every single one of you matter. Now, and today, God wants to come and minister to you. Alright, and, and I, I just want to release two words that the Holy Spirit placed in my heart, you know, when I was praying for you. Are you ready for that? If you are ready, can I hear an Amen. Alright, now just two simple words which I know God is wanting to encourage, to add courage to some of your hearts here. Now the two words are this, fresh outpouring. Fresh outpouring. Alright, and guys, I want you to know, the Holy Spirit wants to bring about fresh outpouring. No, when, when, just now when, when I was worshipping, God, God began to show me that, hey, there is some, you know, sense of hunger that's in this place. Now, I, I sense hunger, seriously, that you guys are hungering for God. But the word was, that, that came, you know, was really, really strange. God told me, it's a still hunger. S-T-A-L-E. A still hunger. 
No, which means that, yes, you are hungering, but it's not getting you anywhere. And God is saying that today, I want to bring forth a fresh outpouring in this place. I want to bring forth a fresh outpouring in your heart. For some of you that's in this space, you, know, you have been crying out to God and says, God, I want to break through. Lord, I want to break through in my personal life. I want to break through you know, in my ministry, in, in the way that you know, I've been um, committing my time, my sacrifice. God, I want to see a breakthrough. And God is saying that today, I will bring a fresh outpouring. And for some others that, that's just sitting there and, ah, come on, ah, cut the crap. You know, what are you talking about? I want you to know God is talking about you. God is talking about you. That if you will come with the posture of faith, with that same measure, you'll receive it in faith. You hear what I say? With the measure of faith you hear, that will be the same measure of faith you will receive. Alright, so it's not about how anointed the speaker are, but it's about the posture of faith that you have today to receive the word of the Lord today. Are you, are you ready to receive you know, the promises, truly the power and the anointing that God says it has in His Word. Can I hear an amen to that? Alright, so this is what we're going to do. I want every one of you to just close your eyes at this moment. Alright, we're going to do something um, pretty prophetic, alright? We're going to do something prophetic where I want you to, to begin um, to respond to God. Alright, just these two words, fresh outpouring. And in a moment's time, now I'm going to read a scripture from Acts chapter 2. Alright, I'm going to read it prophetically you know, into your hearts, into your spirit. And I want you to receive it. Alright, remember with the measure of faith you hear, that will be the measure of faith you will receive. Right? And, and today, if you're sitting here and you know that, no, that is you, you know, that God is addressing, that is you that the Holy Spirit is addressing today. Right? Without anyone looking, I want you to just lift up both your hands. You know, cup your hands and say, God, today, you know, I want to receive. God, I want to receive that fresh outpouring. Lord, God, I'm, I'm tired of you know, this, this whole um, still uh, hunger that I've been going through. And today, I just want a fresh outpouring. Now, if that is you, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord. Right, just lift out your hands to the Lord and say, God, today, come and fill me. Lord, come and fill me. Come and touch me. The presence of God is here. He is moving among lives. And as I read the word from Acts chapter 2, I want you to receive it wherever you are. There is power in the reading of God's word. Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says here, And it shall come to pass, in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservant and maidservants, I will pour out my Spirit. God says, I will pour out my Spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. 
God bless the reading of His Word today. Father, right now, I just want to lift up, God, every single one of these young people into your hands. God, you know them. Lord, you know them inside out. God, you know the desire and the cry that they've been having, Lord, in wanting that fresh outpouring. Lord, I ask today with that proclamation of your word that's been read, that God, let it be, oh Father, that personal revival that is ignited, Lord, within them, that they will know that God, indeed, you hear every cry of their heart. And I ask right now that, Lord, there'll be such a move, Lord, a move and a work of your Holy Spirit in their life that they will know that God you are Lord you remember them and God you have never ever forgotten or forsaken them so God I ask right now for the deep work of your Holy Spirit to begin in their life that once again oh Father the Spirit shall arise and begin to soar with God as you will lead them and once again they will be outbursting oh Father of the fire of God of the passion of God Lord just letting you do what you will do what you want to do what you must do among us so God I thank you for every single one of them in Christ's most precious and wonderful name and all God's young people say Amen 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 God is good Okay, let's try it one more time God is good And all the time God is good Amen Alright, really, really is uh, You put a smile on my face Like uh, when I look at Heidi, right? I remember your name Okay, I remember her because uh, She's known as the Red Lobster Correct? <laughs> I hope, oh really, it turned red again. <laughs> okay, I, I somehow, she, her face is just in my mind. Yeah, because uh, she's really interesting. You know, whenever people tease her, her face just turns red. Like immediately. The ever first person in this entire world that I know that does that. Okay. Alright, I'm so sorry that I don't know uh, the rest of your name personally. But really, I want you to know that God loves you. Alright, God loves you. You know, and what He says he will do it in your life. Young people, I want you to know. Loud Jen, listen to this. He will do it. If you continue, just press in in faith. Just trusting in the greatness of God. Just trusting in the faithfulness of God. Alright, can I hear another loud amen? Amen. amen. Alright, today I, I want to share with you, you know, this whole topic, alright, on the joy of knowing Jesus. Okay, and interestingly, this morning when I, uh, when I open up my laptop you know, and click on the message that I, I last preached, Okay, in, uh, in your youth service I like to do that just before I go uh, and minister So just to ensure I don't preach the same sermon, you know oh, It's like GG, you know, same, same scripture reference Not that God cannot move But I try not to Unless the Holy Spirit really show me the same scripture You guys got to hear I was like, wow, hang on, hang on. <laughs> no, I, I sort of like forgot you know, that I need to check you know, Make sure I don't use the same scripture reference or something like that Yeah, but, but it was interesting Different scripture, I remember the, when I look at it, um, the last that I spoke here, I actually shared with you from Exodus chapter 3. I don't know whether you remember, no need to show me your hands. <laughs> yeah, but the topic that I shared with you was about knowing God. I was like, eh? Knowing God. And today I'm sharing with you about the joy of knowing God. I was like, wow. Okay, I think it's what build up, you know, one level up, you know. Like how you play your games and you just go from one level to the next level. And I think that maybe that is what God is doing among you. All right? And I want you to be encouraged to know that you know, the Lord is bringing growth. All right? Bit by bit, layer by layer. You may not see it all right, in the way that you are wanting, you are the way that you are hoping. But I want you to know, things in the Spirit, whatever that is sown, you will rip it. You may not see it, but you will rip it. Because what you sow, the Bible says, you will rip. All right? Can I hear an amen to that? Alright, so today I want to share with you, you know, the message about the joy of knowing Jesus, okay? And, and the word joy, okay, what does joy mean? Anyone uh, is called by the name joy? 
Not Joyce, like me. Okay, but Joy. Anyone? No? Okay. Oh, one, really? She's called Joy. Okay, everybody says we're all going to talk about you. Oh, she, is she? Is she called Joy? Yes? Okay. So, no, 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 no. Kidding, kidding. All right? I'm going to talk about the biblical word joy. Okay, so, so what does joy stands for? Right, the biblical meaning of joy right, simply means um, two things here when I, when I check out the Bible dictionary. Number one, it means you know, an intense joy. Okay, something that's very intense. It cannot be passive. Right? It's something that's very intense. You know, it's like, <gasps> whoa, every moment you're thinking about it. You know, your mind is so filled with it. Right? And the second definition means to be excited. You know, like, you know, you're just so excited about it. You're so excited about the chicken rice that you ate that you just keep telling people, oh, that one is best, man. I tell you, really, that dark rice, that dark rice, nobody can compare with our Pasi Panjang Cube dark rice. That's the, that's the best dark rice. You see, when we talk about joy, it's, it's exciting. It's something that's very intense. All right? And, and when I look further into the Bible dictionary, you know, uh, at the proper definition, I really, really like what they say here. All right? So let me just read it to you. Now, it says that, um, in the Bible dictionary, it defines joy as a quality. Everyone says quality. All right? It's a quality and not simply an emotion. All right? It's a quality that is grounded in God. Okay? So in other words, when we say that I have the joy of the Lord, okay? I have the joy of the Lord in my life, no, regardless whether you know, I'm happy or I'm sad, I'm elated in life or I'm very emo, emo about my life, Okay? Regardless of the good or the bad, you know what? There will still be that joy of the Lord in you. You still have that intense joy. You still have that excitement you know, about the faith that you have with God and in God. That is what we are talking about when we say that I've got the joy of the Lord. I've got the joy of my salvation. I've got the joy in knowing Jesus. I've got the joy in, in, in just making Jesus to be the Lord over every aspect of my life. Can I hear an amen to that? All right? And, 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 and friends, you see, the moment... Uh, you have this joy in your life, the joy of knowing God, the joy of your salvation, right? It's very important that you need to recognize two things, two things that will happen. Number one, our faith, okay, our faith in the Lord don't follow the situation, right? Our faith don't follow the situation, okay? But what, 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 if, if that's the case, what, what does our faith follow? Our faith follow the one who is in control of our situation. Do you hear what I just said? No, if there is truly that joy in knowing God, the joy of our salvation, the joy to know that the Lord that we believe in, He is our Redeemer. He is our Savior. He is the God who moves mountain. He is the God who knows what's the best plan He has for us. You know what? Our faith will not follow the situation. It will not follow you know, what um, results are telling us. It will not follow the words that we hear from friends. It will not follow the, the rejection we get on Valentine's Day. You know, and uh, whatever else. Okay, alright, I'm sure it happens, alright, don't kid me that it doesn't happen, alright, I counsel people like crazy about BGR, alright, that's the, that's, let me tell you, that as a, as a youth pastor, as a campus pastor, that's the subject I hate the most, <laughs> I know that's the subject you all love the most, secretly, alright, and always denying, but that is really like, oh, GG is another lian ai, you know, <laughs> okay, but recently it's, uh, well, it's, it's really interesting, I ha- I'm, I'm managing, Two san jiao lin ai. You know what san jiao lin ai, right? Triangle love relationship, that's right. I like you, you like me, you like me, I like you. I don't know why you don't like me and those kind of things. Okay, it drives me crazy, seriously. Alright, but how did I get to this? Okay, situation. Alright, and, and, and really, um, I, I think it is very, very normal. 
that every one of us will go through challenging moments. Can I get an amen to that? All right, and, uh, and in fact, I was just so encouraged by my mum right, recently uh, when she went through a surgery. Right, just last week, was it last week? 14, yeah, on Valentine's Day, I brought my mum to NUH right, for her to do her, the removal of her gallbladder surgery itself. You know, and it was, it, was, um, it was a big time thing for her, even though it's a very straightforward surgery. Because uh, for a person that is already 60 over years old, you know, very uneducated, someone that's generally timid, I tell you, it was a big step for her. You know, I have to speak to her like crazy, spend so much time just calming her down, assuring her that it will be okay, you won't die. The moment you open up your eyes from surgery, you'll see us. The way it's like, oh, one surgery, you know, it may mean that I won't see your face anymore. And, and, and she was just genuinely panicky. Yeah, and the best part, I still remember, when I brought her to the operating theatre, Right, and then, uh, what's the guy's, that fella's name? Um, you know the doctor that gives you the anaesthetic, right? Uh, is it anaesthetic? Alright, right? Okay. Then uh, he, he, he came, I still remember, he came with the injection, that, that metal, you know, shape uh, thing that he puts all the funny medicine in. And he walked towards my mom. The moment my mom see him, right, she actually burst out, you know, she burst out in tears. And she started crying there. And, uh, and I still remember the doctor jumped, you know, he literally jumped. He was like, oh, what happened? And he really hide his, um, all his tools and whatever behind his back. I was like, oh, mamma mia, this is so interesting. Yeah, and but, but, to cut the long story short, I must really, really give my mom really um, the credit that she deserved. Yeah, despite all of her fears, she said this one thing to me that, stuck in my, that is stuck in my mind. She told me this one thing that, you know, as human beings, we are not God. If I'm not God, bad things will happen to me. And if bad things will happen to me, I should still learn how to rejoice. Because my life on this earth is short, but I will live eternally. Wow. When I heard that, I was like, wow. My mom is no longer a Christian. She is a disciple. She is a mature disciple of Christ. And I was just so, so, so proud of her. Yeah, and of course, um, to cut the long story short, yes, she, she went through the surgery. All right, today she's happily, all right, with, uh, with, uh, with her gallbladder removed, all right, and there is a stone like a ganati, you know, it's ganati, an olive seed that's really huge. But something happened to her when she grew in faith. Why? Because she learned to take joy in the Lord, but she don't allow her emotions to follow the situation. But she allows, really, her faith to follow the one who is in control of a situation. Can I hear an amen to that? Right? And guys, today, you got to catch that. Right? You got to catch that in order to strengthen, in order to find strength in your inner man once again, in order to find strength in the spirit man, where you know that you can be like that, that, that little boy, um, um, like, like, the, like the little boy, what's his name, David, <laughs> no, who faced Goliath, and he's not afraid. But he will look Goliath at the eye and says, Who are you, this un uncircumcised um, Philistine who dares to defile the name of the Lord? Then there will be that strength of God when you learn to take joy in Jesus. Can I hear another amen? Alright, so today we're going to look into the story all right, of Zacchaeus. Okay, we're going to learn, uh, look into the story of Zacchaeus and learn from him you know, how he managed to derive joy in his life. Right, a very, very familiar passage. You know, and I'm going to share with you very, very simple three pointers and I'm going to allow you to respond to God because I believe in a sense really in this place, God is wanting to restore the joy of His salvation today. 
Alright, with a show of hands, can I see how many of you here you belong? Um, you're what I call the second generation Christians, which means your parents you got saved because of your parents. Show me hands. Come on, be proud of that. In itself, it's I tell you, it's a, it's, it's it's a big it's a big mess in their own life. No, and I'm I want I want I want you to know that I'm not condemning, all right, anyone that's in that situation. But I want you to know that that is a very painful process. It's definitely wrong, but the person needs help. No, and today, if the church of God does not arise, no, they begin to help these people to pray that the light of God, you know, is shed upon them. That the light of God begin to, to begin to um, bring forth truth and, and take away all the confusion about who they are as a person. We're going to see the society really sliding into darkness more and more. And the church of God, we got to arise. Everybody says arise. Right? We got to arise. Yeah? Alright, so very quickly, um, let's jump back to the scripture. If you have your Bible, just turn with me to Luke chapter 19. Alright, Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 10. Okay, if you're there, say yes. Okay, excellent. Right, Luke 19, verse 1, it says here, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was. But he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. Okay, everybody says shorty here. <laughs> Alright, yes, Zacchaeus is a shorty. Alright, reading on from verse 4. So Zacchaeus ran ahead and he climbed out into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house. Wow. Right? That was, that's a beautiful statement from Jesus. Right? Verse 6, it says, no, So Zacchaeus made hands and came down and he received him joyfully. Everyone says joyfully. All right? But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I gave half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. God bless the reading of his word today. All right, this is a wonderful, wonderful passage, really, that, that shows us about a life that is transformed by God. Now, a life that has experienced joy. Right, and still walking in the joy of the Lord in their lives. Right? With a show of hands, how many of you want to experience the joy of God? Okay, how many of you want to continue walking in the joy of God? Show me hands, come on, come on. Up, up, up. Okay, very good. I think almost every one of us in this place. No, and, 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 and I want you to know really for, for a man like Zacchaeus, okay, someone that is a shorty, right? someone that, that is rich, someone that is actually very unpopular. Right? He is a very, very unpopular person. Right, because of his occupation. Now tell me, what did the Bible say he, he was working as? 
chief tax collector. Now, what do you know about chief tax collector? They what? Sorry? They collect tax, okay? Is that, is that all that they do? Sorry? Come on, come on. You, you're saying something? Very good. They cheat your money. So how do they cheat your money? Very good. Wow. You got very, very clever youth here, man. <laughs> okay, they collect more than they're supposed to. Okay? Back in Jesus' days, you no, know, whenever we talk about tax collector, it's like a dang, you know, a taboo. Nobody liked them, all right? I, uh, I, they are what I call the the uh, loan sharks, you know, they are the govern, government authorized loan shark. Okay, people that they will go around, you know, collecting tax, but they will collect tax, which is already a very, very uh, uh, hateful thing that people want from, uh, from, from, from fellas like them, alright, but instead of just collecting tax, they will collect more, alright, so that whatever excess, whatever the difference is, they'll put it inside their pocket, alright, and normally and usually, it's an atrocious amount, alright, so Zacchaeus is such a man, Okay, such a man and nobody likes him. He's a very unpopular person. But when I was reading the Bible and, and just meditating on Luke chapter 19, it suddenly hit me. Now, if he's such an irritating guy, if he's such a greedy man, such a, uh, un, uh, incons- uh, um, um, such a, I don't know, like such a cheat and such a dishonest man, and yet God can turn him around you know, and he can experience the joy of the Lord, it means there is hope for us. Right? It means that every single one of us can experience that joy in our lives as well. Alright? Can you turn to your neighbor and say, she's talking about you. Alright, you can experience that joy in your life. Now, and, uh, and today, I want to leave with you three posture. Alright, what a secret you know, in, uh, for us to begin to receive this joy and continue to walk in this joy of the Lord. Friends, it's all about the posture. Now, it's all about the posture in our hearts towards God. And I want to share with you the three postures that will help us and lead us to that place where we will receive the joy of our salvation. And not only do we receive, we will continue to walk in it. Be it good days, bad days, we say, I have the joy of the Lord. Be it good times, bad times, no, you're still rejoicing. There's just the exuberance, there's just the excitement, there's just the intensity of, of, of gladness that you are just illuminating out of your life. Because why? You know the source of who you are grounded with. Alright, so three posture. Right, number one, alright, is about a seeking posture. Okay, if you want to receive the joy of God, there must be a seeking posture. Like Zacchaeus in verse 3. Now, the moment he heard about Jesus that's passing by through Jericho, now the, uh, in verse 3 it says that, and Zacchaeus sought out to see Jesus. He actually sought out. You know, and to sort out, you know, to seek God, it means that there is a yearning. There is a longing. There is a hunger, a desire, you know, a thirst within us that is, that's, that's beyond hate knowledge. Right? What do I mean by hate knowledge? That's beyond the, I know I must go to church every Saturday. No, it's beyond the hate knowledge where you know that I must do my quiet time every day. All right? It's, it's beyond the hate knowledge where you know that you know, every day, you know, three times a day, I must give thanks for my food. You know, I'm asking the thank you, thank you Lord for the what? Ah, was it? Thank you for the food we eat. Yum yum. Okay, very good. I forgot all of this thing ever since I stepped out youth ministry. All right. No, but but really, when you talk about seeking, seeking God is about a heart. You know, there's a heartfelt response. There is something that comes from your heart. There's something that flows out of your heart. And usually, when there's a heartfelt response, let me tell you, it will translate into actions. 
You can't, you know, you can't just um, um, feel it and then you don't do anything about it. Alright? It's, it's like, if you like somebody, okay? All the guys, can I see your wonderful smile? <laughs> okay, alright? Don't add blur with me and all the ladies nowadays got this fashion of uh, girls chasing guys or so. Alright, I don't know how true it is here. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I'm the traditional conservative type. You know, it must be guys chase girls. Cannot be girls chase guys. Correct, girls? <laughs> Correct, guys? No. <laughs> okay, whatever it is, all right. I, I know that February has been a very, either very happy or very stressful month. All right, where we just went through not just Chinese New Year, but this thing called Valentine's Day. Okay? No, and, and really, I've I been through that, all right. I've been through that, been there, done that. Alright, and I, and I can almost promise you, okay, if you are madly in love with somebody, alright, and you are wanting to ask the person out for a date, alright, you won't be practicing in front of a mirror and, you know, and say in the most charming way, would you be my valentine? Or another way, would you be my valentine? Alright, or whatever way that you've been practicing. Okay, you may be secretly trying to rehearse your pick-up lines, you know, whatever that you can do, whatever you can say, whatever you can sing, all right, in order to melt the person's heart. But I can tell you, you know, it's, it's stupid if, let's say, you're just practic practicing all of those things, all right, and you don't put it into action. If you truly, you know, like the person and you're serious about a relationship, all right? So, in the same way, in the same light, you know, when we talk about, you know, having a yearning for God, when we are seeking God, more often than not, let me tell you, that seeking, that posture will translate into an action. It will cause us to do something about that yearning that we have. You know, and, and that is exactly what happened to the life of Zacchaeus. Right? The Bible says that you know, Zacchaeus sought after Jesus. He sought to see who this Jesus was. You know, and he did something that was totally radical. Right? What did he do? Okay, I dare any one of you who, who will actually do what Zacchaeus did. Okay, what did the Bible say? What did Zacchaeus do? He climbed the tree, alright? Not only did he climb the tree, he ran the marathon. Okay, he, the Bible actually said he ran ahead, you know? He ran ahead of the crowd, which means he ran really, really fast. Okay, and after he ran really, really fast, which is really something that is a uh, 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 no-no, alright, for the oriental man at that time. Because uh, for him with that kind of status, remember, he is a representative of the Roman government. Alright, he has a status to maintain. You know, xingxiang, all right? he, he has this image that he needs to maintain. But yet, when he heard about this Jesus, that seeking, that longing, that yearning that's within him, causes him to just run. He just bochap, you know, like this is the best time when you say bochap. Okay, not when teacher asks you to do home, when he says bochap. Okay, but this is a good time. You now, when you say bochap about my dignity, bochap about my image, and you just, he just ran all the way ahead of the crowd and he climbed out this tree, right? And that is not the end. The Bible didn't tell us how long it took Jesus to actually walk. Remember, they don't have like, like motorbike, Harvey Davidson, or sports car, you know. He, they, were, they were all um, commuting by foot. The Bible didn't tell us how long it took Jesus to actually walk all the way to that place. No, and this Zacchaeus, who had a seeking posture, he was just waiting and waiting and waiting for this Jesus to pass by. Now, friends, let me ask you, how many of you would say you would do the same thing that Zacchaeus did in order to see Jesus? Don't show me your hands. But really, if you think about it, 
would you have done that? Is your yearning for God that much that it will begin to push you to do something that is so extreme, something that is radical, so that you will not miss out? It's very easy. During that time, you got no aeroplane. No, and it's very rare that Jesus would pass by that area. And in fact, that was probably the last time before he went for his crucifixion. He could have just missed it if he did not do that radical thing. No, and, and friends, I want you to know that you know, today when we talk about seeing God, when we talk about the joy you know, of knowing Jesus, we need to be ready you know, to do something about our seeking posture. We cannot be limbe. All right? We cannot be like, I my, I my, you know, the, you know, the, too, it's very too, you know. It's, nowadays when I look at young people, very too. They like to like, nyong, 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 nyong. I don't know what is that. Like, it's, you know, you guys just like dilly-dally. But, but if you want to see Jesus, there must be that readiness for you to, to really do something, to be radical. You need to say that, you know, God, if let's say to see you means that I, I need to express my yearning. No, friends, it will, be, it will mean that you've got to learn to take pains. Alright, like what Zacchaeus did. You need to take pains to seek Jesus. You need to sacrifice your sleeping time. Alright, young people will always tell me, Pastor Joyce, you don't understand. I got a lot of homework to do. I know. But you know what? Can you sacrifice just a half hour of sleep? Can you sacrifice just that, that dream to excel in your studies in all ways? But you know, you know, I must make sure I, everything also pow. But let me trust God. Do your best. Don't be driven by your anxiety. In fact, sometimes when I talk to um, some uni students, I find that the way they study is, 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 is not studying smart. They're just studying, you know, with that whole anxiety within them. They want to make sure they power everything, you know. But the way that really sometimes you excel is not to make sure you study everything, but understand concept. Be knowledgeable. You know, read a lot. Okay, never mind. I will not give you the tips on studying smart. <laughs> no, but, but, but really... I think you know what I'm trying to drive at. Now, if you are really talking about seeking God, then I think it's time you need to relook in the way you live your life. The way you prioritize your time. Now, the way you, you are disciplining you know, your mental mind. Because it took Zacchaeus' pain. I tell you, it took Zacchaeus' pain in order to see Jesus. It took him pain. It cost him something. It needed him to sacrifice something. You know, and I want to say this here, that when we talk about Christianity, loud gen, it is not about convenience Christianity. It is not about convenience Christianity, which means wherever that is easy, I will do it. Wherever that, that doesn't cost me, I will do it. Wherever that doesn't push me out of my comfort zone, then I will do it. That is wrong thinking. Everyone says wrong thinking. Now, if you truly want to, to experience that joy of God, then you know what? You've got to go out of your comfort zone. You've got to dare to do something that God is showing you. You've got to dare to, to learn how to just linger and press in until you experience that breakthrough. When I was a youth, I can tell you, the way we worship God, all right, is, 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 is I, um, how should I put it? We would just kneel down, all right, for close to an hour, if it means that we have to kneel down there until we sense a release, until we sense a touch of God. And all of these things, when I was doing it as a young person, I can tell you, it's not just in youth camp, it's not just doing youth service, but it's right there in my room, in my bedroom. But I will just spend time saying that, God, today, no, I just want to know you. I just want you to heal me. I just want to experience your forgiveness. 
No, I just want to confess this sin. I just want to humble myself. I just want to experience that victory. I just want to be renewed in my mind. It has to cost you something. Alright, everyone says seeking posture. Alright, so that is the first thing we can learn from the life of Zacchaeus. Right, and how he experienced that joy right, of salvation, the joy of knowing Jesus. Alright, the second thing is this. We need to have an open posture. Alright, not only must we have a seeking posture, there must be an open posture towards God. Okay, now let's look back to the Bible. Everybody turn back to Luke 19. Alright, Luke 19, right, in verse 5. Okay, after, after Zacchaeus has done what he did, alright, in the way that he sought the Lord, in the way that, you know, he expressed really the yearning um, from his heart. You know, it, it says here in verse 5 that when Jesus came to that place, Alright, everybody, can you just read the next line for me? He? Okay, he, everybody says, he looked up and said to him. Okay, now this is the, I tell you, this is the dun, 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 moment, okay? This is the seriously unthinkable moment, right? It's as if like, oh, finally that man noticed me. No, or finally that girl smiled at me. Okay, it's that, I tell you, it's that kind of moment. Alright, you may just read it like every time you read the story, oh, okay lah, God, you know, Jesus will always see the, you know, that poor blind man, the crippled, but not so. Okay, remember the story we read? It is a crowd. There are many, many, many people. It's not just this group of people that sing here. There are many, many people that were in this place. No, and Jesus doesn't know Zacchaeus. But yet, at that place, when Jesus was just happening, happily, you know, walking by, the Bible says that Jesus looked up. And he saw Zacchaeus. That is unthinkable. And not only did Jesus look up and, and saw Zacchaeus, the Bible says that Jesus knew him by name. How? I don't know. Probably because he's God. Yeah? <laughs> okay, but, but Jesus actually called him by name. And then it didn't stop there. Jesus actually made a self-invitation to Zacchaeus' house. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, that's getting personal. Alright, I'm serious, that's getting personal. Alright, I don't know about you, but I can tell you very honestly, I'm not a hospitable person. <laughs> okay, I, I'm a super not hospitable person, because uh, by nature, believe it or not, I'm a very shy person. Alright, and, and I'm, I'm the introverted type. Okay, super introverted. I like to have my own space, have my own time. You know, unless I have to, then I'll like, okay, I'll just talk to people. No, and I will do it because I want to help. But if you give me a choice, I always like to go back to my own cave. Like, whoa, leave me alone, you know? No, and, and for me to open up my house, okay, it means that person must have like crossed a lot of barrier, okay, where I feel very comfortable when I'm ready to say that, hey, you know, um, I'm ready to let you come into my life, get to know me a bit more, all right? And let's build our friendship to be closer and more intimate. No, and over here, you know, I believe it's somewhat the same, okay? Maybe not so extreme like me, alright? But somewhat the same. That the moment, you know, you want to go to somebody's place, right? It's just like um, maybe before Joanne's husband, okay? Uh, married her, alright? And, uh, and they were courting, alright? And they were dating. The moment, what's his name by the way? John, okay? The moment John goes to Joanne and says, Joanne, let me pay a visit to your house and get to know your parents, alright? Everybody says that's getting personal. 
Okay, the moment he sees that Joanne, can I go to your house, you know, and meet your parents? Know what he what he's saying is that I'm serious about this relationship. I'm getting personal. You know, I'm I want I'm wanting a more intimate relationship with you. I'm wanting a commitment in our relationship. All right, and over here, I I believe that is what Jesus was was telling Zacchaeus. That you know what? Not only do I want you to know that I've I've seen you. I've noticed you. I know you by name, but I want to get to know you at a personal level. I want a deeper relationship with you. I want a, a more intimate relationship with you. No, and and young people, you know, uh, you know, this is something that you know I really sense God is wanting to say to you today. You know, for some of you that you know you have been you've been waiting. Perhaps you know for sure that that you know you do have a seeking posture. You know, you do hunger for God, but somehow. Even though you did what you did, you did an extreme thing. You know, you ran ahead of the crowd. You know, you climb out that sycamore tree. You know, you you've been waiting before God, but somehow, you know, there's just nothing that happened. I want you to know that, really, in the spiritual realm, a lot of time when nothing is happening, that's when something is happening. Because in the physical realm, when we see that, hey, no matter how I wait before God. And nothing happens, friends. I want you to know that in the spiritual realm, something is actually taking place on the inside of you. Something is forming. There is a transformation that God is doing on the inside of, where He is making you to become a more beautiful person in the Lord. Where He is making you to become someone that you will respect, someone that you will appreciate about yourself. All right? Can I hear an amen to that? Right, so so when we talk about having the joy, you know, of the Lord in our lives, besides having a seeking posture, you know, we need to be open before the Lord, even when it means that the wait is just too long, even if it means that, huh, how long more must I be at the tree, friends? You know what? Learn, learn to have an open posture, because at the right time, Jesus will appear, and the Lord sees, and the Lord knows. God will see you. And the Lord will know the desires of your heart and exactly what you need in your life, and He will meet with you. And you will hear Him saying this one statement: that today I must stay at your house. That today I must stay at your house. We're going to get personal. We're going to get intimate in that communing with the Lord. All right? Can I hear an amen to that? All right. And last but not least, all right. Besides having a seeking posture, an open posture, you know the last thing that will help us really not just to experience the joy of God, the joy of knowing God, but the joy in continuing in our walk with God is when we have an obedient posture. All right, we need to have an obedient posture. Now, interestingly, the story did not stop with just Jesus. Saying that, hey, today I must stay at your house, and Zacchaeus receive it joyfully, right? But the the story progresses in a very very random way. I call it random, okay? It's like a huh, like uh, how can it continue that way? So it continues in a random way where Zacchaeus begin to make a statement of testament, right? He begin to testify about what he's gonna do because of this encounter he had with the Lord, right? Look back with me to the Bible in verse eight. Okay, at the count of three, I want all the ladies, all right, all the ladies in this place to read it for us, right? Luke 19, verse 8, at the count of three. One, two, three. 
Okay, the different version. Thank you, ladies. Alright, now this, to me, when I first read it, it is a very, very random statement. Right? But when I began to study the scripture carefully, I recalled what Zacchaeus' occupation was. Alright, can you tell me what is Zacchaeus' occupation? Is he, he's a chief tax collector. Okay, and uh, just now our sister told us a chief tax collector means he's a cheat. Alright, he's someone that's very dishonest. Alright, and, and, and the interesting thing is, after he met Jesus, alright, nothing that Jesus said to him, alright, nothing that Jesus preached to him, and suddenly Zacchaeus began to respond and say this one thing, that you know what, all the money that I cheat you, I'm going to return it back to you, and I'll return it fourfold. No, and after that encounter with Jesus, Zacchaeus began to say that, hey, not only am I going to return the money of people that I've cheated, but you know what, I'm going to give half of my possession. Half of all that I have, half of my goods to the poor as charity. Wow, do you know how much money that is? The Bible already tells us he is a rich man. Okay, so suppose a rich man in uh, Singapore, how much would a rich man in Singapore have? 300 million? <laughs> Serious? They are, I'm very, very poor. <laughs> okay. Like suppose okay, if he is correct, all right, a rich man in Singapore would be like will have 300 million to give half the amount, 150 million dollars. Wow, don't know how many cars I can buy and how many houses I can buy. You know what? It is a big deal. But yet at that point of time, Zacchaeus has actually said, I will give that back. No, I'll give that to the poor, I'll bless the poor. No, and friends, that shows me that you know, Zacchaeus is really a man that experienced the grace and mercy of God. And because he is moved by the mercy of God, he is wanting to follow what Jesus teaches in the Bible. He is wanting to begin to obey because he understands this concept that to obey is better than sacrifice. He understands this concept that obedience pleases our God. Alright? Because the moment we begin to sin against God, let me tell you, sin separates us from God. No, and disobedience is a sin. The Bible calls disobedience a sin. And once there is sin in our life, once we are, we are refusing to obey what the Lord is asking us to do, you know what? There will not be the joy. You hear that carefully? There will not be the joy of the Lord in your life. And in fact, no, among us, I believe that is, that is what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today. Have you been obeying what the Lord is asking you to do? Because to have a seeking and an open posture, yes, it will lead you to experience Jesus. But the moment you stop at that and you did not walk in the life of obedience to God, you realize that you will not continue in the joy of the Lord. You will become the believers that will always talk about the good old days. You know, remember the, the time you know, when I was so passionate you know, when, when I go for camp and God zapped me, you know, I oh, down there zap me, you know, you know, and I was just crying, I was just laughing. You know, and you will just be people, I tell you, it can happen for years and years if you refuse to walk in obedience. Because obedience, disobedience will cause the joy of the Lord to be robbed away from your life. And today, are there areas in your life that you are running away from God? Are there things that you know for sure God has already spoken to you, but you are ignoring it? You are refusing to do. No, and it, it, it may not just necessarily be some churchy stuff, like, like you know, God telling you, give $1,000 to missions. Or God telling you, it's time for you to step out as a worship leader. But it could mean something like, I want you to start 
saying sorry to your mom. I want you to start going to your friend that you're jealous of and says, you did a great job. Or it, it could mean something you know, like, you know, I want you to, to give up your dream of being a doctor, but step into full-time ministry. I don't know what is it that God has been speaking to you. But friends, I, I, I can tell you, one of the ways that, that, that you know, Satan uses to rob away the joy of our salvation is really by putting the self-interest right into our face. Where we just want to care about the I, me, and my own interests. And once we do that and we disobey what the Lord is saying, slowly but surely, you will see that joy is just dissipating away from your life. Alright, so three simple things. Everybody say, say, say together with me, a seeking posture, an open posture, an obedient posture. Alright, today I've shared with you three very simple principles, three very simple postures you know, in how we can really um, walk in the joy of the Lord in our lives. You know, and I believe God is wanting to come to do a, a deep work among us. You know, and I want us to to really come um, with an open heart before God. And says, God, today come. Lord, come and restore. Restore once again the joy of my salvation. The joy in knowing you. Right? So at this moment, I just want to ask um, the worship team, all right, the music team, to just come. Now, as they make their way, now I want to address two groups of people that's here in this place. But before that, I want you to just shut off, alright? Shut off you know, and begin to shut in with God now. Allow God to begin to speak to you. Allow God to begin to come and do a deep work in your life. Alright, two groups of people that I want to address. You now, the first group of you that are here in this place. Today, as you are seated here, you know that somehow, you know, you have lost the joy. You have lost the joy of the Lord. You have lost the joy of, of knowing God, of loving God. No, you may be faithfully coming to church day in, day out. You may be faithfully serving you know, and just doing whatever that you know, the leaders have been asking you to do. But somehow, you know, the excitement is no longer there. The intensity of, of just wanting more of God is no longer there. There is a hunger, but it's a still hunger. You know, and, and you want God to just come today to restore back truly the joy of your salvation. You know, and as you, hear, as you hear what I've shared with you, you, know, you realize that you know, it could be that there is an area of obedience that you need to start to step in to obey the Lord. Or maybe it is it's about the way you live your life. Or maybe it's about a disappointment, a discouragement that has kept you from walking in the joy of the Lord. And I just sense that today God wants to come to begin to restore that joy of your salvation. So if that is you, wherever you're seated, no one looking around, if that is you and you're saying that, yes, Pastor Joyce, I want God to just come and restore back that joy in me, the joy of my salvation, the joy of knowing God, the joy of knowing that God has saved me. Now, I want you to lift up your hands wherever you're seated. We're going to pray for you in a while. Amen, amen, amen. God, see all of those hands. The Holy Spirit is here. All right, and I want you to know He's going to do a very deep work. That's right. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Don't be shy. Right, be like Zacchaeus. Be radical before God. He says, God, today I want that. And I want it now. God, I want it today. Amen. You can have all your hands down. Right, the second group of people that I want to address. Now, as you are seated here, you, you hear me talk about all of these things, but there is actually a, 
uh, a nagging question in your, in your heart. No, you're asking no, the question, God, do you care? Do you truly care for me? Because you're know, going through a season of your life that is really, really tough. Maybe you have not even shared with anyone or maybe just a few close friends. No, and, and deep within you, although you love God, there is a question that you don't really dare to face. But you ask God, do you really care? Friends, I want you to know that today, God is saying this to you. I know and I see. The Lord knows and the Lord sees. No, and His challenge to you is this. As you're going through this season of difficulties, rejoice in the Lord. God is teaching you and saying this to you. Learn to rejoice in the Lord. Because the Bible says that consider it pure joy. Consider it all joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. And God is bringing you through a process where you are maturing in Him. But He's wanting to bring you to a place of maturity, bringing you to a place where you are complete in the Lord. Now, if that is you today, you know that you need to come before the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry for my attitude. But God, today I want to begin to put on that garment of praise. I want to learn how to rejoice even during this tough time. If that is you, I want you to lift up your hands wherever you're seated. Amen, amen, amen. God sees these hands. That's right. Thank you, Lord. You can have your hands down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. No, and the last group of you that I want to speak to, God is challenging Lao Jen right now that would this be a ministry where you will always, always have the joy of wanting to share about Jesus? Not just about knowing Jesus, but because you taste it, you want to talk about it, you want to share it. And God is saying that today, would you be that generation? Would you be the ministry you know, where you will have the joy of preaching about Jesus? Where you will have the joy of talking about Jesus? Where you will have the joy of sharing about Jesus and not give out despite of the challenges, despite the setbacks, the disappointment that you have faced? And God is saying today, would you rise up to be the ministry that will always have the joy in, be, uh, in doing evangelism, but always have the joy in doing discipleship for the glory of God? And if that is you and says, and is saying that to God, that God today, I want, I want to continue to be that ministry, to be that, that ministry you have called me to be, to have the joy in preaching about Jesus. I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are. Amen, amen, amen. The Lord is moving. That's right. Respond to God today. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. You can have your hands down. Now, I'm going to open this time right now, you know, for you to begin to respond to God. Now, as you come forward, I want you to come with that seeking posture. I want you to come just, just having the audience of one and says, God, today, I just want to touch you. Today, God, I just want to see you. God, today, I just want to experience you. And I want you to know, God never bypassed any of His children. He never bypassed. That as you run ahead of the crowd, as you climb out that sycamore tree, I want you to know, God noticed you. He sees you. He knows you. And he's making a self-invitation to your house to get personal with you. So at, a, at, a, at the start of this song, I want you to just make your way to this altar. And we're going to pray for you. Jesus, be center of it all. 
Jesus be the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be, always be you, Jesus 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 be the center of it all Jesus, the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you are the center of it all. Jesus be the center of my life Jesus be the center of my life From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus 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 be the center of my life Jesus be the center of my life From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus No sing Jesus, nothing else matters Oh, oh, Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you're the center of it all. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the sense. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the sense. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about nothing else. 
walls that us and nothing in this world will do nothing will do Jesus you're the center everything revolves around Jesus you are the center of it center of this church Jesus be the center of this church and every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess you Jesus 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 be the center Jesus be the center of this church. Jesus be the center of this church. And every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.
in the front or whether you're sitting down, you know, let's just pray for really a fresh outpouring of God's presence on us. Yes. His presence is overflowing us.
everything you do just screams I love you everything you are says I care everything you do just screams I love you everything you are says I care everything you do just screams I love you everything you are says I care everything you do just screams I love you everything you are says I care screams I love you everything you are says I care everything you do just screams I love you everything you are says I care show me your glory show me Your peace is overwhelming. 
believe you would always stay right by my side I could run away but you would never leave you would always stay right by my side oh thank you Lord I could run away but you would never leave you would always stay right by my side and I could run away but you would never leave you would always stay right by my side cause only you only you can satisfy my heart's desire is to be with you only you can satisfy my heart's desire is to be with you can satisfy Be with you, 
Cause only you can satisfy my heart's desire just to be Sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lean back against you and breathe, feel your heart beat. There's love that's so deep, it's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. Oh, I sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand, lean back against you and breathe. Feel your heart beat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. So overwhelming. Father, we thank you that in your presence there is all that we need. We thank you that God is so good to just rest in your presence and just be in your presence. That God really in your presence, your, your love and your grace is overwhelming. That really what have we done that we deserve this love? God, I thank you that, God, you see each and every one of us. That, God, just like in a crowd when you were surrounded by the people, you knew exactly where Zacchaeus was and you stopped at that spot and you looked up at him. And, God, I know that you look at each of us as well. That you know exactly where we are in our lives. And you know exactly what, what we're doing. And, like, the lame things that we do, you know, we climb up a tree and... And, and you know exactly what we do. And Father, I thank you that, that, that you are such a God. That you are such a God, Lord. That you see us in the midst of a crowd. You see us. And so God, I pray that, Father, every day we will experience this joy of being in your presence, God. This joy of knowing you. This joy of knowing such a great God. Uh, this joy of, of knowing such great love and, 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 and how, we, uh, how you see us and you know our heart, Lord. We're just going to end with, um, we're going to sing that song again. And, and, and I just want to encourage you really to, to just sit back in His presence and, and just lean on Him and, and just enjoy His presence. You know, whatever you're asking for, whatever you need, God knows. Wherever you are in your life, God knows. He sees you and He knows. 
So let's just dwell in His presence. And, and if you have not been prayed for and you still want to be prayed for, you can just come to the front. Or you can just like, let's just worship together. And I want to encourage the people at the back as well, you know, that you can just stand up with us and, and, and worship and just enjoy the presence of God. Let's just sit at His feet. The more I seek you The more I find you The more I find you The more I love you The more I seek you The more I seek you The more I find you The more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lean back against you and breathe, and feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand I melt in your peace It's overwhelming I wanna sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lean back against you and breathe And feel your heart and beat This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. Till I know you Just a little while longer And we'll be together Just a little while Just a little while longer And we'll see you Just a little while longer And we'll know you Just a little while longer And we'll be together Just a little while longer Till I see you Just a little while longer Till I know you Just a little while longer Together, I wanna sit. I wanna sit at your feet. 
Changing from the cup in your hand Lean back against you and breathe Feel your heart beat This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I'm melting your peace It's overwhelming I wanna see it at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lean back against you and breathe Feel your heart beat This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I'll melt in your peace It's overwhelming
presence just resting in your peace God Father I pray that as we leave from here Father that we will expect more from you Father we will expect really a fresh outpouring of your spirit today Father we won't go back unchanged we will go back with expectant hearts about the week to come about the year to come Father and Lord as we leave this place Father I just pray for a journey mercy for everyone here and Father that we will really carry this joy that you've placed in us Lord everywhere we go that the people ask, why are we Christians so joyful? And Father, we will just answer, because we have you, Lord. And Lord, just to sit at your feet is just such a privilege, God. And we thank you for this honor that we've had up today, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Okay, the service is over, so you may turn to your seats. And we have service next Saturday at 4 p.m.